Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greetings, my X-Files geeks, and welcome back to Reopening the X-Files, the podcast that proves the truth is still out there. Somewhere. I'm Nate the Ultimate Movie Geek, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Agent Powell. A uh, hi, hi. A uh, hi, hi. Before we get into it, um, we had a nice comment from one of our listeners on uh, a Facebook page that I follow, and I'm part of and I post the, the podcast in there a lot. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> X-Files, uh, Addicted to X, I think, I think it's something like that, I should have written it down. But anyway, uh, Tammy Lapp, thank you for the kind words, and thank you for listening. Oh, thank you, Tammy. Oh, we said it right. I wrote it down right. You should let me do it. I, should let... I did I say you that. <laughs> no, anyway. I should just take over. You're you the one with all the knowledge, though. I just block it. It's not knowledge. It's, it's, it's borrowed, vague knowledge. borrowed information. Yeah, vague knowledge and a love of the X-Files. Yes, that, that's correct. <laughs> well, we're here. Season 2, episode 25, the season finale, titled... Anastasia. Now it feels like that we got through season one fairly quickly, but we were doing it pretty much every day, weren't we? Every weekday. Yeah. When it all started, when the lockdown kicked off, and then we dropped it down to two episodes a week. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, it feels like it's taken a long time. Yeah. Um. But anyway, ah, just put my hand in the drink. You're such a clown. (laughs) I don't know why I throw my hands about. I think because it's weird. I act like I'm filming it, but I'm not yeah, filming it. Gesticulate. I do gesticulate. I'm sorry. Anyway, this episode is called Anasazi and was written by David Duchovny and Chris Carter. Directed by R.W. Goodwin and is part, probably pretty big part, of the uh, larger series mythology. This episode kicks off a, a three-parter. So it doesn't finish until episode two of season three. Um, and strangely, it's it's quite a big uh, storyline, really, isn't it? Because it, it spanning three episodes, that's almost a film. So they had uh, visions of this series being in film yeah. from, from around here. From this point, well, yeah. probably earlier. Probably but, earlier, yeah. yeah. But this was where it was starting to become extremely big like worldwide big yeah uh, the best way to explain it uh, in the uk is it started on bbc2 which 
which is the second main channel. It was at the time. Yeah. Well, maybe third. Well, yeah, ITV. Yeah, I'm ITV, talking about BBC. BBC One, but in yeah. terms of BBC, it, it's yeah. on BBC Two, which is kind of BBC One's pure relative. Yeah, although the best stuff is usually on it BBC is. Two, like Star um, Trek and Red And it Dwarf. did, it started on BBC Two, which I quite like, 9 yeah. o'clock Thursday yes. evening. Yes, yes. After Buffy. After Buffy. Half past six. Um, <laughs> it wasn't straight after, obviously, no. but... Um, well, yeah, and it got that popular. It had to be the BBC One had to have yeah the viewership. And they moved it to a, was it a Saturday or a Friday? It was a different night. Um, no, I think they kept it Thursdays. Did they? Yeah, they kept well, it Thursdays all the way through because I remember every Thursday night I go up to my room and watch it on my small TV. Yeah, but they did. They, <laughs> cha- they changed it to BBC One, and I didn't like it. it no, felt, it felt it different. Felt wrong. And then. Even worse, when we got Sky. I'm sorry we're going off on a big one. When we got Sky, they showed it on a Sunday night. Yeah, it just all went to rat shit, didn't it? It did. Still enjoyable, but just for us British people who can... You'll understand where we're coming from and, you know, wherever you are in the world, you probably... Understand, you've got your own, like, You'll have something that you've watched it on and it's become popular and everybody jumps on the bandwagon and it then goes to the popular channel. (laughs) And it's like, oh, what are you doing? But that's it. it, it was, it, it was on BBC Two and then it went to BBC One when it became Huge. massive, like yeah. worldwide massive, like Gillian Anderson got voted Sexiest Woman in the World in 1996 yeah. for FHM and, and it, was, it was just everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to the episode because I see yeah. <laughs> we seem to have uh, gone off on one. What's the story about, pal? Huh? <laughs> What's the story about? Aliens in a car. In a car? Whatever it's called. A train car. A box car. Um, well, it's not, though, is it? No. So it, it begins with uh, Albert Holstein, who is a recurring character from this he point is, on. Yeah, right throughout. Yeah. And there's this young, I think it's his grandson, isn't it? He yeah. wakes up in the middle of the night and there's been like an earth tremor. And Albert says that the earth has secrets it wants to tell. And he's, he's really quite cryptic, but... He seems to know everything that's going on. <laughs> if you can hear that, there's a dog somewhere howling. We just had a bit of a storm, so... Yeah, I think there's an upset dog somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, so he he says, doesn't he, don't, don't hunt the snakes or scare the snakes or something as well. Yeah. But anyway, this young lad sort of goes off. Um, it's meant to be New Mexico. Yeah. And... He goes to sort of a viewpoint spot, so he's quite high up, and he looks down across the Vesta, and there's the earth tremor has uncovered something like metallic. a silver thing. He goes down to investigate, and he brings back what looks like it looks like a, almost a, a grey alien that's that it's decomposed. Yeah, um, and they say take it back; they'll be coming for it. So you can tell from that that. Albert has seen and heard He knows something, things. yeah. Yeah. So you kind of think, oh my God, there's actual aliens. That's yeah. what I can remember So it's, it's almost like, well, the thing, because you don't really know that it's a uh, boxcar, a, a train. I think he says it's a refrigerated unit. Um, it just looks like a silver ship or something under the yeah. ground. So it could be a UFO yeah, that's crashed. Yeah. And it is, it's quite, um, quite compelling. And then... But the episode goes off on one where we see Mulder and he's he's not himself. No, he's not acting himself, is no. he? No. 
And what's happened is he's been contacted by the uh, long gunman who have said that one of their contacts wants to give him a file, uh, a document that he's taken from the uh, Pentagon, is it? Yeah, and what we'd call MOD. MOD, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there's a meet-up and they want to meet up and get this to, to Mulder. And like from the get-go, Mulder's uh, he's a little bit highly strung in this yeah. episode. Yeah. And he's he's got this file, he's looking through the file at work, strangely, because these are um military documents, a top secret which he probably doesn't have clarification to look at. Clarification, do you mean clearance? That's the one, yeah. yeah. Clearance. All right. Sure face. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he sees that it's in some sort of coded language he just kicks off. He, he throws something across the room and he's he's not himself yeah. and you can tell he's not himself. And she picks up on it and she knows what it is, doesn't she? She's like, oh, I've seen this before because it was the code breakers in World War II. Um, very famously, they used the Navajo, didn't they? Mm. Um, and they couldn't, This well, this was probably mythical, but they said this was something that even they the, couldn't the Japanese break. Couldn't break. Yeah, the, the code brokers, they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't break this one. It's because it's all like vowels, isn't it? That's what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, long strings of vowels. Yeah. And it kind of goes from there, doesn't it? And he, he's acting more erratically. He then gets a call off his father. Yeah. Um, to go out to, is it Martha's Vineyard where they live? Possibly, yeah. Um, <laughs> he flies, he obviously flies out, meets his dad. His dad greets him and hugs him really fiercely, which we haven't seen much Does of more. Martha's Vineyard that far away from I think, oh, I don't know, I thought it was. Well, anyway, uh, I'm just adding bits in. Um, <laughs> his father, is, like I say, fiercely hugs him, but he, from what we've seen of his father, he's really detached, yeah, isn't and he? And he's not really... He's not emotional and he wouldn't do that. To... Um, his father goes to the bathroom to take some medicine and sort of Mulder's sat in the lounge and he is a gunshot. What we see and Mulder doesn't see... I do apologise, it's, it's eight hours different. Yeah, so, I thought it was a flight out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it Crychek was hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. And he shoots his dad in the head, but his dad sort of is conscious long enough to sort of say, "I'm sorry, please forgive me." Yeah. Which uh, you remember? I remember the line. I don't. Yeah, I remembered it. Um, I just think it is so sad. Um. And you don't really get what that bit's about until. Later on, yeah, really. Yeah, and I'll let you pick up if you want. Well, well, so uh, Mulder, like we say, he's uh, he's a little bit erratic. His father's just died. He he literally moves the body from the bathroom into the living room. Yeah. Um. And he's paranoid. He's paranoid. Scully starts saying, "Look, it's probably going to look like you've done you've it. Done you've it. been acting. I mean, we've missed out the party punches out Skinner." Oh yeah. Oh, in, God, the, damn it. in the corridor. Yeah, because so Skinner uh, approaches him saying that you've got some information that you shouldn't have. And I think he just grabs his shoulder. Yeah, and, and he, Mulder he, turns around and just clocks him yeah, once. So. And I, mean, in, I mean, I don't know what it's... Even back then, you punch your boss, you're out of there, aren't you? Yeah. You're a goner. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm guessing he didn't report it or whatever because he wouldn't have been around for the anymore series of the X-Files if it was real life. Yeah. Um, but again, very out of character, and Skinner being absolute hunk of a man that he is. I mean, not that I think he's a hunk, but you know what I mean. He proper subdued Built him, like doesn't a he? Yeah, yeah, he's a big lad, like you know, he's having none of it. Yeah. Um, calms him down, but 
It's like all the uh, the people who are against Mulder are like rubbing their hands together thinking, hey, he's just yeah. handed us a, <laughs> a sacking. There's lots going on really in this episode. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's because it's the first of a, a three-parter. This is, it's gone away from the, the alien uh, inclusion at the beginning. It's basically just where Mulder and Scully are at the moment. Yeah. And then I suppose the next couple of episodes we'll then build on to that. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one, I've got to say. Yeah. I mean, he obviously, he goes out then to New Mexico. Well, that's after he... he Gets he finds Krychek. Yeah, Krychek yeah. is going there. I think he's going to kill Mulder. It looks like, even though Mulder is being drugged. Um, yeah, Scully. Of course, it's Scully. She finds. Well, she it, gets shot at in his. She does. In, in, yeah, in She gets skimmed dead. Um, and then she goes down. Don't ask me why. She goes down and she looks at the water, doesn't she? Yeah. There's well, because she sees she sees someone delivering. Oh, she does. Yeah, seeing the water being delivered. And I don't understand that because in in the like where we live in the UK, we have um, like pipe water straight from. Yeah, tap water. So yeah, it's straight. It's a bit odd. I yeah, don't we wouldn't. Maybe get it's any... a, maybe it's something that filters the water. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose he lives in an apartment building, and we don't. So it could be the same here. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, she sort of thinks on it. Because this is why she's scully, isn't she? She's just one in a million. Well, it's building her... And then she does tests on it and she realised that he's being drugged. Yeah. She, she finds something that's filtering like... I think what puts her onto it is one of his neighbours shoots her yeah. husband. And it's oh, like... she doesn't know that. Mulder uh, knows that. Uh, but right. she doesn't know that. Oh, I thought she'd seen No. Uh, she just sees the, the, the canister being taken and then she finds that there's a fresh, a new, brand new, like, fitting... Yeah. To fill it. It's literally completely. like poisoned a building. Yeah, a whole building just to make just Mulder to get go mad. to Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Well. So like that's government, government but, conspiracy. Well that's it. It shows how ruthless the government are and how um disposable we people are. we we people are. Yeah. <laughs> us mere mortals. Us us down here in, in the in the slums. Um anyway, well, Mulder confronts Krychek. He's about to shoot him with Krychek's gun, which is the same gun that Krychek killed. Which would then obviously frame Mulder yeah. for both murders. So Scully shoots him in the arm. Which, you know, she could have got a shot off on Krychek as well, to yeah. be honest. And you would have done, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you, if somebody had killed your dad, you probably would. And you don't forget he's not in the right frame of mind. No, no, I'm, I'm saying Scully should have shot Krychek after she shot Mulder. Yeah, took his then, out. And then, like, locks him up and then you've got him. You've yeah. got the murderer. Oh, he but... won't be around for long, would he? No. It's like Teflon. That <laughs> sticks to him. Well, it's it, isn't it? Because, like, we've, we've just watched later series and it's like, you're right. He never really gets his comeuppance, does he? Well. Until the end, yeah. really. And then again, it's not full comeuppance. No. I don't know. But yeah, uh, she then takes him to... Scully takes Mulder to New Mexico to see Albert Holstein uh, with the documents and he starts translating and Mulder gets the LSD out of his system. And then the finale of the episode and the series, Mulder goes to the boxcar while Scully gets back to Washington. Yeah. And stupidly, he answers the phone to Cigarette Smoking Man who keeps him on the phone long enough for them to get a trace. Yeah. And that's how they find him. 
and the boxcar. But he's in the boxcar, isn't he? And you can yeah. see all these bodies piled up, and it's really awful. Yeah. It's a bit reticent of like the Holocaust yeah. almost, isn't it? That something on a large scale. Yeah, they've just been. Yeah, in. and they're just like you know no respect. They've just been chucked in like cattle. Mm. Um, which is quite sad, I think. Yeah. Um, well, again, yeah. you, you still don't and know what it is. this helicopter comes down, like a black heart bloody helicopter, takes the, um, Al- I can't remember his name, but Albert's grandson. Yes. Um, shuts the thing in, well, sets it on fire and closes it up. And it's like... Well, he closes it to hide Mulder. He shuts it on Mulder. And yeah. then they land. And, uh, and like, they don't know where Mulder is. And then uh, Cigarette Smoking Man says, burn it. Yeah. And they throw in a uh, explosive device, which then sets on fire. Yeah. And guess what happens then? It ends. It ends. And I'll never forget watching that the first time. It's like, oh my God, he'd found it and now it's gone and he's <laughs> dead. Or how's he getting out of there? So, how would you find that <clears throat> season finale? It, as far as they go, that's up there, isn't it's it? It's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's a way to go for season finales. I know there's some of them that go a little bit too much but this one's just good enough it's just a, it's pandora's box isn't yeah. it this it's just opening it yeah. all um yeah very very good and I, and I do remember watching this the first time and being yeah oh my god <laughs> uh, we discussed just before we came on like we, we we've got season three episode one just paused at the moment and it's like the recap and it's showing the potential gray alien and i said to you was it an alien because it has the smallpox scar. So was it humans that have deformed to look like grey aliens? What do you think? I think it, I thought it was humans that they were testing on. Yeah. Um, and when it didn't go right, they've just put them in their boxcar and, and, killed, and them. killed them. So yeah, so it's like, uh, oh, what's the, what's the term for that? Like, Eugenics, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, we've got a few of them in our government, haven't we? Yeah, but let's, let's let's keep it less. No, no politics. Yeah, no politics. <laughs> have a fun government who you know drugs a whole apartment building and anyway builds a wall. <laughs> let's not get started on him, Jesus. You were the one who got started on that, right? I reckon. Oh, can I just say well, go on, today, yes. and it's the last political thing oh I'll God, say. Oh my God! Yes, go on then. I caught our eldest son, who is he'll be eleven this this last week, just gone. You'll have seen the the X Files cake that we made for him because yeah. obviously the reason we're doing this is because we watched it with our son. He loves it, um. So yeah, he was eleven last week, and I could hear them talking. And I came through through in the the dinner, and I said, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "I'm just telling Ezra, which is our two year old son, our eldest <laughs> son." I'm just telling Ezra that Donald Trump is a naughty boy. And he was saying, uh, who is Donald Trump? And then Ezra was going, naughty boy. <laughs> so, yeah. That, well, that... Then the, the, the middle one came in and did a, a joke, didn't he? Yeah, about, <laughs> about trumping and had a balloon in his hand and was deflating it. So, yeah, our children have got quite strong views and not from us, I have to say. No, no. I don't know where that's I from. I think it's from your mum. Is it from my yeah. mum? Shall we move on to the next part? Moving on rapidly. Rapidly. Um, I reckon... Skinner. Assistant director Walter Skinner. Oh, raging. He's slightly pissed off today. Raging he was. 
absolute raging. I reckon if there was steam could come out of his ear, it would have done. Bit of spittle in the corner of his mouth while he had him in headlock. After he'd, <laughs> after he'd decked him one. Yeah. Oh, he's bouncing. But that's, it's, it, as well, it's like your subordinate hits you in the face, surrounded by yeah, everyone else. Everyone and you wonder why Skinner doesn't, like, move up, get any promotion. Yeah. He's just stuck. Although, does he become a uh, deputy director later on? I think so, yeah. But yeah, he's bouncing. Absolute mm. raging he is. <laughs> Uh, and there's no sign of X in this, no. which is a bit odd because he does put the X on the window and a bullet comes through. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be I think that was quite check. But yeah. Mm. Well, we'll never know. Well, we probably will if we just did a bit of a search. Yeah. I'm not going to do a bit of a search. <laughs> so, swiftly moving on to everybody's favourite part of the show. Now you can get in touch with the show at uh, Reopen the X-Files on Twitter and hashtag fanboy facts if you want to share some fanboy facts for the series well, any so, um, doesn't have to be episode related your can... movie geek page as well on facebook yeah uh, ultimate movie geek on facebook or my twitter feed at movie ultimate as well hit me up right fanboy facts time promise season three i might actually do a little jingle fanboy facts I know, we say this every day. Go yeah. on. Series creator Chris Carter noted that the episode's creation was a culmination of a lot of ideas. What Darren Morgan. What? What I said. Yeah. Dar- yeah, it's full, isn't it? Yeah. Darren Morgan called this episode the kitchen sink. Because it everything had... was in it. Because... <laughs> because it had so much in it, he didn't know if they were able to pull it off. No, and you know what? They bloody did. They did. But that's why you, you you spend three full episodes on a storyline. Uh, the fist fight between Mulder and Krychek in this episode was choreographed by David Duchovny and Nicholas Lee themselves, uh-huh. as the stunt coordinator had been stuck in traffic. Since Lee was required to repeatedly snap his neck like he was trying, uh, like he was taking a punch, uh, the director R. W. Goodwin. Ordered a massage therapist to Lee's room the next morning. Why? <laughs> what? Go on, make your dirty joke. I'm not going to make a dirty joke. No, I will. Wish my boss would get me a bloody massage. But he had his happy. Anyway. This is the first episode in which um, a recurring character, Albert Holstein, appears uh, to create... Oh, this is a good one, this. I might, I might actually skip that one. To create the impression of a buried train carriage... A depression had to be blown into the ground and 32 dump trucks worth of debris removed. Jesus. Yeah. This is where all the money goes, isn't it? Yeah. For making stuff well, like it this. is, yeah. You, th- you think it's going to be like actor salary and all that, but yeah. you got to think practical of all the crew effects. and practical effects yeah. and all the settings and stuff. So much better, though, isn't it, than CGI? Well, yeah, but you wouldn't... Although, saying that, you would now. There, there's a, there's, there is some... CGI in this with the, the green screen. There is, yeah, not but, green screen. Go on, go on anyway, to the next one. Yeah. Uh, the tagline for this episode is I Anigu Ahuti. And I've probably said it wrong. But I want to believe. The truth is out there. Oh, I was close. In Navajo. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry that I butchered that. You just butchered an ancient <laughs> language, it's fine. <laughs> uh, to create the impression. Oh, no, I've read that one. Why haven't I done it twice? 
Because it was so good. It was. To create the impression of the very train carriage, <laughs> it had to be blown into the ground. 32 dump trucks were used to remove the uh, Peter Donat, who plays Mulder's father, um, had been in a really bad car accident just prior to shooting. And it shows how good the makeup department are because you couldn't see the bruising on his face. Now, I thought... He's a bit swollen, he isn't he? looked a bit funny. Yeah. yeah, he looked, like, really grey and, like, round his eyes. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, God bless him. I don't know. Um, Rene Morisot plays Josephine Doan, a Navajo translator. And I said this to you. She previously played Gwen Goodensnake. She did. In the X-Files episode, Shapes. That the werewolf guy, whatever it skin, was. Skin, skin, skinwalker. Skinwalker car. Get it right. Um, Chris Carter appears as an FBI agent. In this one? In, uh, I think it's during the scene where... Mulder is oh, boxing Skinner. Both Mulder and Scully are shot for the second time in the series. Scully gets a scratch on her forehead um, while in Mulder's apartment. And Mulder is shot in the shoulder by Scully to avoid him killing Krychek. Which she explains that if, you kill Krychek, if he killed Krychek with a gun, he wouldn't be able to prove that he hadn't shot his father. Yeah. And now we'll move on to which I find the, the best Go on. fanboy fact of this episode. Uh, since Vancouver's canyon rock is naturally grey, like it had to be painted. Ours isn't. Ours is red. Sandstone red. No, but Coniston and all that is yeah, all grey. Yeah, but we're near it, aren't we? We're red sandstone around here. Yeah. Go on. <sighs> Lost me. Woman thing now. Seeing as though Vancouver is red. Canyon rock is naturally grey. Yeah. It, it had to be painted red to make it look like New Mexico. Now, to create the New Mexico rock quarry in this episode, the producers had uh, they had to paint the disused quarry in Vancouver with 1,600 US gallons of red paint. Jeez Louise. And what's funny, when we watch this episode, now... Bearing in mind this was early 90s, or mid 90s, the TV aspect ratio would have been smaller. Yeah. In this one, you can actually see where they stopped painting because yeah. it wouldn't have been in it shot. Weird, doesn't it? Yeah. And again, it shows how um, you can see how TV shows were made or, or were being made back then. Because of the, the slight mistakes that we can see now, because our TVs are massive. Yeah, technology's <laughs> come on, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so I like that. Yeah, it's, it's good. a nice little fan by fact. It is good fan by fact, and you know what? It's the last fan by fact of this episode and of this series. Awesome! We've waffled on for bloody ages this time. We have, but we do. It's a season finale. Yes, we should sell this as some sort of put to sleeper. You know, things like Paul McKenna get you. Get yourself asleep at night. You're getting very sleepy. <laughs> Send £25 to <laughs> <laughs> Now, anyway, um, yeah, we'll be back for season three, I'm assuming, if the wife says yes. The wife will think about it. Oh, well, we'll be back on Thursday with season three, trust me, we will. <laughs> and, right, I, I put out on uh, Twitter and Instagram the other day about possibly... Reopening a different TV series that we we both liked. Yeah. Now, it's up in the air. We don't know what to do. We've had a couple of suggestions, like Lost, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, one someone said the Rockford Files, so that reopening the Rockford Files would have been, it would have worked a little bit better. Now we don't know. We might do something like that. Let us know if you want us to do some more like that. We can we can move on to a different series. Yeah. Whilst doing the X Files yeah. at the same time. Do you time. want us to continue doing the X Files? Oh no 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 no! The X Files will continue. Okay. Because we can't leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know at Movie Ultimate at Reopen the X Files on Twitter. And thank you for listening to forty nine episodes of Reopening the X Files. Season three will be. 50. <laughs> it's mental. Uh, please share and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you. And remember, look to the skies, everybody, because the truth is out there. I need this. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.